0: Doc's Watch is meant for entertainment purposes only and not, I repeat, not meant to give medical advice or diagnosis. Always consult your doctor and not your podcast host if you have a medical question, concern, or ailment. Enjoy the show.
1: Welcome to Watch, the show where real doctors tell you what's real, what's not, and what's maybe possible in your favorite movies and TV shows. I'm Dr. Jen. And I'm Dr. Deepa. We are finally back with season two, so be prepared for even more wild speculation with a light sprinkling of facts.
0: And one quick housekeeping thing, we're going to switch to an every other week release for this season and just see how that shakes out.
1: But also, congratulations to Deepa for being done with all of her fellowships forever, probably.
0: Now that, I, now that I'm a real adult doctor for children. Because you've done two fellowships now. So many years later. So many anyway, fellowships. Anyway, we are going to kick off this season with a discussion of the 1996 film Independence Day, just in time for, I guess, American Independence Day. I should clarify that. I realize I didn't write that down, but American Independence Day is... Right. Um, and a quick brief a quick brief overview of the plot, which we neglected to actually go over in the episode. Um,
1: so basically, if you've not seen this movie, aliens invade the Earth a little bit before July 4th. And then Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum help destroy them. The
0: end. And surprisingly, this movie holds up quite well. But the reboot is another story altogether. And we will get into that.
1: Yeah, it's barely a story. But anyway. In this episode, we're going to cover how a PhD in one field doesn't make you an expert in another, when to maybe stop keeping a huge government secret, and why sterile technique is way more complicated than you think. Enjoy! Okay, Deepa, let's go to rounds.
0: So today we're talking about Independence Day, which was uh, released in 1996 when I was eight years old or so. And for some reason, I remember this being. Oh yeah, I had to do the math. <laughs> it took you for a, a while minute. to do that like, math. It took
1: me a long time. For some reason, I was doing the math based off of a different year and not the one I was born
0: in. And I was like, "All right, that's on that you then." Right? That's anyway, entirely on you. So, um, for some reason, this was one of my favorite movies uh, when I was like in elementary school. And I, don't I remember think it's for
1: some reason. I think it's like at the time, it's just like. A really good movie. It
0: was a really good movie, but it wasn't like like I there was I think at least two, if not three years in a row, that this was the movie of choice for my birthday sleepover. Oh, that's right. You told me that about <laughs> And it was like it's it was myself and like, you know, it was just like a group of like whatever nine-year-old girls um and we would always watch independence day like we had to go to blockbuster and rent it <laughs> and we would just like go down into the basement and watch it and especially the on scene on your vcr on the v get the vcr and like did you rewind before you returned the tapes i want to say that we were generally <laughs> no. good about it no i think that we were gen- remember how people used to buy like a vcr rewinder like machine yes. that yes. was separate there was a specific <laughs> <laughs> separate device. from the VCR. God. Yes. Kids these days just don't know how easy they have it. They don't have to rewind things. Um <laughs> but yeah, so I and and we would the scene that we're going to talk about today, um specifically, we would uh rewind and watch that one over and over and over again because it has like a, you know, like a jump yeah, sort of scare in it. So, yeah. Um but yeah, but I haven't seen it in a very long time, but since we are, you know, going to going to release this right around Independence Day. Uh, we are thought we would talk about it today.
1: Yeah. I I also really enjoyed this movie when I was a kid, not to the degree that you did, apparently. (laughs) But but it's like there there were a handful of movies that I remember owning on VHS and we had like the movies that we would keep, we put in like the communal entertainment room or whatever yeah. just like on this bookshelf and so you could watch whatever and a lot of it was disney and then there were like five movies that i kept the vhs like in my bedroom because i was like these are the <laughs> movies that i really
0: really like and nobody gets day to was just watch these willy-nilly
1: keeper of these movies. you can't just be grabbing these movies these are my my favorite movies you cannot have them but independence day was one of them and then obviously like jurassic park and waiter, yeah. The Matrix.
0: I don't think I had <laughs> Jurassic Park on video, but yeah, because then the and I don't know why we watched Independence Day so much compared to like, I don't know, I guess you would expect like a bunch of nine year old girls to watch like a Disney movie or something like that, but we really enjoyed watching Independence Day. I mean,
1: you know, you can be yourself. You don't have to play into those gender stereotypes. Too, I guess. Though.
0: You're right. You're right. <laughs> um, okay, so, so the scene that we're going to talk about. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about two things we're going to talk about a scene, and we're also going to talk about the aliens.
1: We're actually going to talk about a few scenes.
0: Yes. But yeah. Um, and We're going to talk about the aliens first. And we're going to talk about the aliens first. And the aliens were interesting to us for a number of reasons. Number one is because they are a biological entity. And it's always interesting to me um, in movies and things when you have to introduce a biology um, into like our the biology and the world that we live in. Um, right. Because... That implies that there has to be a certain amount of similarity in like the right. way that our that their bodies and our bodies work. Um, and so yeah. how would you describe like so we're going to go through and talk about these aliens a bit. So how would you describe the way that these aliens <laughs> look?
1: OK, well, first of all, I think one of the things that I always think is really interesting about um, alien movies is that there's this assumption that we have anytime we make alien species in sci-fi that they have to be humanoid. And right. so these aliens are humanoid in the sense that they have like two eyes, they have kind of like a nose area, yeah. and they kind of have like a mouth area. yeah, Just like, like looking at chin. the arrangement of their face. Like they
0: have a face. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then they and then they have like the giant like weird fan disk yeah, thing head. Yeah, their head like
0: goes up into like a yeah. a wide Fan. It's exactly. like the
1: alien head from Alien, but like flat and like horizontal instead of vertical. Instead of like straight so back, I mean? like a moa. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, and and the thing to remember too is that like these aliens are actually small aliens inside of a big suit. And Which so I don't the know aliens that I themselves. That when I
0: was like nine yeah. years old.
1: No, I didn't get that at all when I was a kid. Yeah. I. It was like when we were back and watched this. I was like, whoa. I. Totally did not recall that they were in a suit, but the aliens themselves and their suits actually look very similar. So they're like, the aliens are kind of like, their bodies are small. They have multi segmented limbs that are very long, and yes. there's a lot of tentacles. I don't know where they're coming from. They look like but there's the tentacles, lot of tentacles like, everywhere. come out of
0: the back, maybe just mostly come out of the back of the suit. I think it's the back of the suit, but there's
1: also a scene in the second movie when the alien. Like comes out of the suit and is on the ground, and there seems to be like tentacles and oh. stuff happening. I don't know; it's hard to tell. Yeah. But so, like, the aliens are humanoid. They have like essentially four limbs that right. are multi-segmented and kind of look like bony. They yeah. kind of look bony and sinewy, I mean, like, like there's like, no muscle and on them. Bony,
0: and then like have yeah. like really prominent like knuckles and things like on their hands. Yeah.
1: And the biomechanical suit, as far as I can tell, other than the tentacles, kind of just looks like the alien, but like bigger because yeah. it also has a disc head thing and then it also has multi-segmented legs and arms that have like the two or three or it actually has more than it has like two toes that it walks backwards on and then like five fingers or whatever <laughs> that are multi-segmented yeah. and a bunch of tentacles on the back but and as far as i can tell the aliens themselves also kind of look like that but it's
0: but they're just like you smaller can, you get, on the inside yeah
1: and you get the shot of them in the tank is where you can really, like, see all of this because you don't see, like, the aliens themselves in close-up except, like, very briefly the face.
0: Yeah. So the um, scene where you see the aliens the best. So, you know, um, I assume that everybody who's listening to this has seen Independence Day. I'm just going to make that assumption. I feel like oh, that's Oh, yeah.
1: Spoilers fair. for 1996's Independence Indo- Day. <laughs> BT-dubs. <laughs> so. um,
0: but, you know, there's, like, a the the scene where you see the aliens, right? This is the first time, I guess... Ooh, I don't know if you kind of get the glimpse of the alien when you, Will Smith you,
1: has it. You glimpse the aliens, the suit face. You glimpse the suit face when Will Smith is like welcome to the earth and like, and you see the tentacles. <laughs> oh, yeah, because like, he punches briefly. the alien. He says yeah. welcome to earth. And then when he goes iconic. into the base, he like reveals the suit. Yeah. Like to the guard to like get into the air force base.
0: Oh, right, 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 right. Into
1: area 51. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he goes. So that's when, that's when you first see the alien at all.
0: Yeah. And so the the first time that you see, like, the full, like, top to bottom of the alien is when the president, they take the president down into Area 51 and they're showing them these specimens that they got from, like, many decades ago. Like the 1950s or or 60s? Something like that. When an alien ship crash landed on Earth. And so the the look that you get is exactly what you said. It's, like, humanoid and they have these, like, weird shaped heads. They have the classic, like, large almond shaped alien Mm eyes. Mm-hmm. um and then that are like kind of mirrored yeah that are like just we look, discover look later. like metal yeah yeah um but what was interesting to me was i was like they, they spent a lot of movie being like we don't really know what these aliens are but i was like so you've had these specimens though for like 50 years yeah and you haven't and you have three of them so you yes. have like multiple ones of them
1: and and remember one of them was alive for weeks
0: yeah like because
1: they said that two of them died in the crash Cause this was he was like, Oh, they're like fragile. Their bodies are fragile, like ours. Two of them died in the crash, and the other one only survived for like another few weeks or something like that. And I was like, You've had this alien for weeks and you don't know more <laughs> you than don't this? You don't know any more information
0: than what you have here. And like and they haven't even taken one of them to like make into sections, um, or something where you could like actually study or them. Any kind of any kind of dissection,
1: much yeah. less like slides or anything like that, because they're still fully preserved in formaldehyde or whatever preservative they're just like
0: floating in formaldehyde um so we can talk about let's talk about first like what are the things that we know about them so the scientist guy who is like Like what does
1: the movie establish
0: (laughs) that is true about the aliens so one thing that they say is that they breathe oxygen and have a comparable tolerance tolerance to heat and cold like humans which is like Right. Basically they're like, okay, so they're like humans. So that means that they regulate they have to regulate their body temperature in the same way I don't
1: know how you would know the tolerance to heat cold thing.
0: Maybe that's why the first one died, that like got too cold or something. But I guess I guess they might but just be. But if it's comparable
1: tolerance to hot and cold, and presumably they kept it in the base, it's probably climate controlled. That's so true. unless they like you Maybe know what, what I mean? they're because, saying like, is So the breathe and even the breath's oxygen, honestly, is a little <laughs> bit of an assumption. Because like you don't know that they're breathing the oxygen in our atmosphere that's true that allows them to survive it could be something else like i don't know
0: yeah and and because the thing that i think what they're just trying to say is like when you put an astrophysicist in charge of a reason for the aliens to want to be on our planet (laughs) and so they're like oxygen and the temperature
1: (laughs) right yeah
0: definitely those two things (laughs) yeah so um so i think what they're they're trying so we so they say they breathe oxygen okay fine like we'll take it i guess it's more to say that they're not dying from our they atmosphere. They can tolerate
1: our atmosphere. Yeah. yeah, is kind of what that is shorthand that for, I guess. What that thing is saying for. Sure.
0: And then, uh, <laughs> then the other thing is that they say that... Um, so my thought when I heard that was that, okay, so they probably have like a heart and lungs. Maybe. I made that assumption that like if they're trying... If they are truly breathing and they have like a nose, you know, like why do you need a nose if you...
1: I don't think they actually have a nose.
0: Though. Do they, they just not have, have like, any that nose weird holes? shape?
1: But do they have like, any nose On their holes? face, I don't they know. have like a nose, like mound, like a little <laughs> indent or whatever, like a little bulge like on a their bulge face where
0: the nose is supposed to be.
1: Yeah, but I don't know that they actually have like nostrils. Yeah,
0: because they could be they could create they energy. They could be like
1: frogs. Like maybe they breathe through their skin. Like uh, we don't know. That's or like Aquaman underwater. Correct. <laughs> Gills breathing somewhere. His skin. Like we don't know.
0: Yeah. So that's kind of like a vague. Not super helpful notion that they probably could have sorted out um, from doing some testing on that one that was alive Literally for a any of weeks.
1: Testing or later dissection. Yeah. You could like find maybe. Although I guess like if you having no idea what alien lungs would look like <laughs> if you did do a dissection like. How would you know? You'd be like, are these? Lungs? Yeah, but I'm but not-
0: they look they look so much like humans in the sense that their like body is shaped in a very similar right, way, right. and
1: they have like clearly like a
0: torso and
1: limbs, where yeah. arms and legs would be. So you would, would just be, like assume.
0: Like- I I mean, if you're going in, you just gotta go in. You know, like you can't. I mean, everybody in this movie
1: is assuming a lot, so that would not be surprising. And also, this like alien biology department is being run by an astrophysicist, <laughs> so who knows? Like- right?
0: Yeah. Um, the other thing they tell us, he tells us, is that they have eyes and they have ears, but they no have cords. no vocal cords. Um, yeah. so Which, how does he So know he that?
1: says that. So this scene, I just want to, like, point out how ridiculous this is, because he's, the the doctor, whose name is Dr. Oaken, he's the guy, like, if you've seen the movie, he's the guy with the really long white, like, mad frizzy hair, hair, I guess, mad scientist character. Yeah. And he's like, they have eyes, ears, and no vocal cords. Um, and And then, like, Jeff Goldblum's character is, like, oh, so they communicate through, like, gesture and body language. And then this guy's, like, no, it's some kind of ESP, like, telepathy. And I was, like, (laughs) like, why would you jump to telepathy when they have all of these multi-segmented limbs and then tentacles? Like, I don't understand why you would just dismiss Jeff Goldblum
0: out of hand.
1: You have no idea. Like...
0: Everybody says things in this movie very confidently.
1: Yeah, everyone has a lot of confidence in this movie. That's
0: probably how... how, um, That's probably why we don't have any information about these aliens, because they were just like,
1: this is what it is. (laughs) We're moving on. They were like, clearly, it's telepathy. We don't need to dissect this.
0: What would be interesting, though, would be like... I mean, this would be like the worst... Not worst, but probably pretty boring fanfic. But if people wrote like... um, uh, papers that might have been published about these aliens. Yeah. When somebody like first went and dissected them, <laughs> you know, or Someone like write
1: Doctor Oaken's academic papers. Somebody should.
0: No, somebody should because it's like, <laughs> and it's funny that they kept it secret for so long. Because I'm like, yeah. this is really. I mean, what if the aliens had something that could like help us?
1: Well, it's like I guess I kind of understand why they kept it secret, given that they don't know anything about anything. <laughs> so like, like i don't know what all those d- scientists were doing in that clean room given that nobody knows anything about the aliens. <laughs>
0: it's true and also they don't even like speculate at least in the movie they don't speculate as to why the one that survived like why they died right they don't say why they died and
1: they also don't talk at all about how they kept it alive like yeah did it like did need they just put it in a room for like, three weeks right like, like, what kind of
0: nutrition did they give it did they just like yeah. give it a hamburger because they were like i don't know you've got hands
1: let's see if you <laughs> for a hamburger.
0: let's see if you can eat this
1: <laughs> yeah i mean like what would you what would be like the first thing if you had to if, an okay, alien if you showed up if you
0: if you were what the one the that
1: first thing that you had to feed them like what would you try to
0: feed them a water first well sure i would go but for like water food wise, nutrition food wise. wise um that's a great question like mashed potatoes something like something that's not hard to uh chew. maybe even just like a shake like a drink
1: yeah, cool. Because I'm kind of thinking like like if you because up to this point they are basically assuming that the aliens evolved on some kind of planet that is very similar to us, but their evolution just took a wild detour from like <laughs> our evolution, right? And so they're the the way that they're talking about it when they're like, oh, they breathe oxygen, they have comparable tolerance, etc. Like implies that their assumption is the biology is basically the same except like the body form is very different yeah exactly yeah so and that's kind of like what people assume like when you're when you're studying animals and stuff you're like i understand that they evolved on earth and therefore like they have specific amino acids like etc right right like you understand like the basic biochemistry is the same yeah. And that feels like what they're assuming here. So I'm kind of like, would they just like be like maybe they need amino acids? Like yeah. we'll just try some kind of amino acids. Like just give them some like formula. Boost.
0: Yeah. Give them a like. new, new Tramogen. <laughs> yeah.
1: See <laughs> and what see happens. what happens.
0: I'm trying to think. Okay, so if you encountered if you were um the head of this lab, what is the first thing that you would do with that? <laughs> do alien? I have a
1: PhD in astrophysics? No, no, no. Physics, Your PhD
0: is in biology. Just biology. Okay regular just straight up like, regular biology. Animal biology yeah
1: okay straight up biology Not like zoology or biochemistry or anatomy just well i mean bio- I'm, I'm, all of
0: biology. I'm kind of including your oh you mean like what is your uh, what is your phd specifically in oh goodness um <laughs> okay, anyway say, anyway what was the first thing that you would you would do if we had like a live alien yeah if you had a live alien I'm going to say that this alien is injured. It's injured. So it's not like, it's not like standing up. I wouldn't know what that means. Like, how would you know? Like, it's not standing up (laughs) and coming towards you. It's like on the ground, but, and you can tell that it's obviously alive. Like it's, I'm going to say it's breathing.
1: Immobilized or something. Yeah. Something. Yeah. But
0: okay. Because based on what happens later, based on what happens later, there is no way (laughs) that like a fully functioning alien would have, they, they would have been able to like keep in the lab.
1: Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. In the second movie, they make it very clear that that would have been very difficult to do. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, wait. So am I in my lab, though? Like, the alien's in my lab? The alien is in your lab. Okay. And I'm, like, about to study it. Yeah. And we're talking about, like, protocol now. Yeah.
0: Essentially. Exactly. Exactly. I'm a very process-oriented person, as (laughs) you know. So
1: if that's the case, and they are... Is it kind of in the state, like, of Will Smith's alien in that, like, they're unconscious? Yes. So they're not moving at all. It's not just that they're not just injured, they're kind of, like, not awake, as far as I can tell, right. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, restraints would be the first <laughs> thing that I would try to find. Fair, yes. Restraints okay, and restraints. also, like, guards and stuff. Yeah. And then, like, and I'd assemble my team. Or, right? like, a
0: secure room. Like, some kind yeah, of Yeah, secure... I'd need a secure room. The
1: fact, like, I would, I would want bulletproof glass. Like, that glass isn't bulletproof, and that ends up being good, I guess. But, like, <laughs> you would want, like, thick... Really, ideally, no windows. Like, it needs to be, like, a secure room. Yeah. With preferably, like, one entrance-exit situation. Sure. Maybe that is, like, an airlock, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm, yeah, because I'm, like, this is, like, some kind of xenobiology alien stuff we don't have any idea like i don't know what kind of diseases it's carrying from outer space like i don't know anything you don't know about the biology What kind this of thing. space
0: disease this alien might yeah have. like i'm yeah. gonna
1: approach it like um biological hazard yes material
0: so like a level assemble, a million
1: yeah exactly so when we assemble like a team i'm gonna be like we need full hazmat yes. suits with like closed oh, air yeah. circulation yep. Yep. inside the suit yep And then you'd want to make sure like that room that the alien is going into is as clean as possible because you don't want like to mistake whatever is around.
0: Right. From something that your surface is for something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: So I need all of those things. And then it would have to be secured before anybody would start doing anything.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Like, would you go for um, what kind of tests would you do first? Blood tests? Or I guess you would. Would you want to see that it
1: has blood? I guess you don't um, know. I mean, no, if
0: it has blood, I would. Ha- I'd probably scan it in some way, like do a yeah, CT 100% scan. Yeah, hundred percent,
1: like non-invasive testing first. Yeah, like preferably that can be done at a distance. So like I wouldn't like 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 you said like through a machine like an MRI, CT scan, etc. Yeah. Because then at least you could get some densities and you could be like, are there bones? Like I don't actually know <laughs>
0: what exactly have bones?
1: or at least like things that are the same density as bone yeah. like that kind of thing because they had so to have get figured
0: like, out that it's a smaller alien in a bigger alien suit at some point when those first aliens came yeah down.
1: yeah they figured that out because when the the dr oaken or whatever when he's showing the formaldehyde aliens to the president yeah he says they're they're in some kind of biomechanical suit right and then the aliens that are in the tubes are just like the small aliens but i'm kind of like you could figure all of that out Presumably through like scans because you you'd look at this giant <laughs> alien and you put it through an MRI and you'd be like, There's a small There's alien smaller there. alien. Wait, hold on a second, everybody. There's a smaller <laughs> alien in
0: the bigger alien.
1: <laughs> so like you get all the scans. Like even scans that I wouldn't necessarily like know what I'd be looking for. I'd be like, just get all of the just scans. Do it. Just do a pet, pet scan. Scans, I don't know. <laughs> just get all of them. Like. And then and then I think like if you were going to start any other kind of testing, it would be just like no, still non-invasive, like physical exam kind of stuff. Like I don't know if it has a heart, you would listen. You'd want to do like all of those things because you have yeah. no idea. You'd want to like take swabs of its skin probably and see like, like if what's you could on do some it. kind of chemical analysis of that yeah. and see
0: like what that is or what their um, cells just look like. You know, like you could yeah, just like any kind of
1: like swab, you can get some cells and just see if your assumption that the biochemistry of this thing is the same as you could be like are these eukaryotes
0: or prokaryotes? Let's find (laughs)
1: out. Yeah, because you don't know anything. So I feel like you have a lot to work with before you even get to like, I'm gonna dissect this thing. What's
0: funny is that the guy made it seem like uh they've been doing nothing with those specimens for like 50 years. And I'm like sitting here like one of those specimens is 50 years worth of work. At least to like fully understand
1: yes at least especially like, because
0: in those 50 years our tech the technology has changed so much
1: yeah you you like five years later you'd be like i gotta get new scans
0: We have a better mri <laughs> mri like... <laughs> is better now we gotta do it again even if they're yeah, like I mean, already dead
1: there's so many things that you could do before you jump to dissection that it seems like they didn't do at all
0: yeah and they just kind of, of like glaze over it have. also like this poor president is finding out so many new things so quickly he's like by the way we have aliens by the way we don't know anything about them by the way they've been here yeah. for 50 years the
1: reveal of that is also hilarious because he's like oh we've never seen aliens before or something like that i forget who he's talking to when he says that it might be his kid it's I just forget. like the
0: general people around or some him. other person oh, oh you that's know
1: because right. he's like trying to reassure them or something yeah
0: and he's like don't he, worry he, he's like we've never
1: encountered this before that guy's like
0: well Well, actually actually, and he's like are you kidding me you haven't told me about the aliens that we have yeah after again once the aliens
1: show up i feel like when that happens there should be a clause in whatever document the secretary of defense signed that is like if aliens show up please tell everyone (laughs) that we already have aliens and like this is something that has been established tell the
0: president and the people who are going to be in charge of eventually having to deal with the consequences of aliens that yeah. there are and i'm aliens. kind of like their
1: excuse about it is like plausible deniability and i was kind of like if i were the president and you were like oh i didn't tell you about aliens because of plausible deniability i'd be like one what else have you not told me <laughs> and two when has it ever worked that like aliens get revealed and then the president's like i don't know <laughs> uh, like nobody told me <laughs> like and i'm pretty sure you're and not and people would just to be like well, nobody experience. told them
0: Nobody yeah, told Also, if aliens are coming here, it's not like there are all these people that are going to be like, we need to sue the president because he didn't tell <laughs> us about the aliens. People are going to be like, oh, my gosh, there are aliens here. Yeah, exactly.
1: It's I mean, his his reasoning for keeping it secret falls apart immediately.
0: But yeah. So anyway, there. So anyway, so the aliens have an interesting biology. And I think I didn't understand uh, when I first saw it um, about that. They were small aliens in a suit which is kind mm-hmm. of interesting because it means that that the actual alien itself is like too fragile to exist right. outside the suit because they look like they're always in the suit. Right. Like even when at the end of the movie when they go up and like fly into the mothership. Yeah, it's hard harder to tell there
1: if they're in the suit or not because like again, their suit looks very similar
0: <laughs> to, to their like, bodies,
1: to but to like the it's, body. yeah, in terms of shape. But I think I th- actually, maybe they're
0: not in their suit. But it gives them the height. Spaceship. That's the thing. Like, it yeah, gives that's them more the height. That is true. And you would assume that it's more protective in some way. And so this alien species basically um, has had to, because of what they do, which in the first movie, it seems like they just go from planet to planet to get resources. And they're like locusts. Well, we don't
1: know in the first movie.
0: In the first movie, Cause, though, because the, they talk to the president through the alien, through the scientist guy.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. And that was when he was like, oh, they're like locusts. Yeah
0: because yeah, he's okay. like maybe there right. can be a peace and they're like no peace <laughs> only and yeah and, and only, so, death or something? only death or, or something or no he was like
1: what do you want from us and they were like death, death.
0: yeah well yeah. through the scientist guy so yeah. um so that means that like basically like wherever they left they maybe on their home planet they could tolerate not being in the suits but having right. left that planet they have to be in the suits all the time
1: which would make sense because, like, also, if I were an alien going to some other world, I, I would not would... assume that, like, I could just be in their atmosphere. <laughs> their atmosphere. If I had some kind of protective suit, 100%, percent i would feel like I'm going to be in this all the time. Unless, like, yeah. we do a lot of tests to prove that that is not necessary.
0: And the way that the suit looks, we talked about how um, the um just the biomechanics of it are very challenging. It is a very oh my complex gosh. suit. Yeah. Because... Well, the it, suit, yeah, it's... There's no way their legs go all the way down to the bottom. And so, like, they have to be controlling the suit, like, kind of with their mind
1: in some way. Yeah, because, like, the aliens definitely, if you watch them come out of the suit, which we don't see a lot of in the first movie. In the second movie, again, there's a scene where, like, he comes out of the suit and it, like, kind of falls to the ground. And he kind of, like, unfolds a little bit. And, And so, like... He's so, which implies that they are folded up in the top part of this suit because the way the suit is built is, like, it has the same, like, body. Like, it still has, like, a humanoid yeah. thing with the big head and stuff like that. But the implication is that they're folded up in the top part of this and because the legs are basically, like, skeletal. Like, I mean, they're very thin. They have no muscles. Like, and their actual legs or the suit's legs? The suit's legs yes, are very yeah, thin. So, yeah. like, they're folded up in the top of this suit. Yeah. And then their arms are, like, very, very long. And so I don't actually know if it doesn't seem like their actual arms are in the arms of the suit. Right. So it has to be more than just thin.
0: it's more than just protection, basically. Like it right. has it, it, it on its own, ha- like does all these things. Right. And
1: yeah. and I guess like if we've established that they have ESP or whatever, like I guess <laughs>
0: telepathy you could
1: buy that they. Oh, that they're like, the like controlling suit. the suit
0: with their mind. too. Yeah. With yeah. their
1: mind. Um, we were saying that like, they're very sticky inside of the suit. So I is mean, it like contact gel? Are yeah. Like, it's like covered in so some kind of gel. It's on the inside. Yeah. And then I think like, I don't understand why you would make the suit so unstable looking.
0: Yeah. Like, why like, is it so skinny? Like they're also just like balancing that head on that tiny skinny body. Is... Yeah.
1: Cause the legs are so thin and they're so like awkwardly arranged. Like the segments are so weird in terms of, like, where they bend backwards and stuff like that. Yeah. And the top is so heavy that I'm just like, if you were building yourself a protective <laughs> suit, it seems like you would want it to be more stable. You want this. to do better than this. Yeah, so that's yeah. also confusing.
0: Yeah. So basically, the alien's biology and stuff doesn't make a ton of sense, but um, but we do get to see it in the autopsy scene, which we can uh, right. talk about now. So this, this scene... Um, Uh, Let's see. So what leads up to this scene is that so I I forgot that the first there's a big chunk of this movie that's just like people realizing the aliens are there. But ultimately what happens is like they take the president um, down to Area 51. Will Smith has brought the alien that he punched in the face to yep. area 51 and the scientists are very excited because they're like oh we haven't had a live one in a long time and so they get ready to do oh did they say that so they they do know it's alive well i, I don't th- know if they said a fresh one or a something a fresh like one that. yeah something like that basically they haven't dissected one since the 50s um and they so... didn't just dissect those either <laughs> Oh that's true yeah. <laughs> so they're taking the they're taking the alien down to um a room to do what looks like a dissection. And this scene was interesting right. to us for a lot of reasons. So I feel like we've only talked about like um what uh a scene in a movie that takes place in an actual medical context looks like on a couple of occasions. Like we talked about the ER in Jessica Jones. Right. Um right. and I I can't is that the only I thing? I think that might be the only one where there's like really kind of a medical that might, thing. You might be right. Yeah. But yeah, because we, we usually don't
1: choose like medical scenes yeah. to talk about necessarily. But
0: we wanted to talk about this scene because a lot of it is like kind of cuckoo bananas. Um, <laughs> and so what I want to talk about first is something called uh, sterile technique. Um, and right. so what sterile technique is, is the idea is that whenever you're doing a procedure on a patient, you um, small procedures up to like the most complicated surgeries anytime that there is an a chance that you are going to um enter the body either through a needle or through actually like making an incision and opening the body and exposing it to the outside world you you want to make sure that everything that comes in contact to that area that you've opened up is sterile and when we say sterile we mean like that is the cleanest that something can be right? right basically and so that means that like the gloves you use, for example, are sterilized. They're they they do not come out of the box like you see, you know, people might just use in the ER or whatever. They don't come out yeah. of like, like those when, little... you, when
1: you go to the doctor for an exam, you will probably have noticed like boxes on the wall and stuff. Those are like basic protective personal protective stuff, but they're not sterile. They're not so sterile. Yeah. The gloves that you use in like an operating room when you need things to be very, very clean are like In a paper package that's sealed inside a plastic package that is then, like, placed, like, sterilized and put in the operating room. And that's where you get them. And that's where you you can't get them anywhere else.
0: And there's a, there's, and, and for example, you all, there's, so there's gloves that are like that. You, you typically wear, like, um, a a gown that similarly has been, like, fully cleaned. um, And then you wear a mask uh to protect like so that your breathing doesn't get on whatever in the field that you're operating in and then you also are typically wearing like a hat like a um mm-hmm. like a bouffant cap like a shower and cap then everything
1: else that you would use even outside of like all the personal stuff is sterile so like the towels you use in the operating room the like instruments anything that you're going to like touch somebody with when their body is exposed to the like the outside world has to be very very so all of that is sterile too
0: and this is one of the things that um i feel like is is the most uh i would say maybe the most different from the way that it is in movies compared to how it is in real life and like i was telling uh jen earlier this is one of the things that when it's done incorrect incorrectly bugs me so much (laughs) Because this is like do it using sterile technique is something that you start to learn when you're in medical school. And it's not Mm -hmm. something that's just like natural for you to do, but is like a whole way of conducting yourself in like an operating room is like the the operating room is the best is like the most obvious example. Um, But what that means is that it's like a series of like movements and gestures and like Mm -hmm. just a way to like be in a certain space. Um, all for the yeah. purpose of not um, contaminating whatever it is that you're doing.
1: Yeah, because I think we we first learn this I think when we are like on surgical rotation and scrubbing. Yeah. Although I guess like if you if you go watch. Well, usually in medical school, that's the first time that you will actually like learn how to scrub into a place and like be clean, like sterile. But then later when you actually learn how to do procedures yourself, like a lot of bedside procedures, you still have to have sterile technique. And that is also like you learn basically how to be sterile for each procedure because it's like the right the idea is the same but like the sequence of movements might be a little bit different and the way you arrange stuff is a little bit different so like when we're learning procedures we practice that like yeah for each procedure well i remember
0: like in medical school so we learned how to do sterile technique um i think they taught it to us on our OBGYN rotation because that's like OBGYN or surgery those are usually the two rotations where you mm-hmm. first like are in the operating room um, right. and so like a scrub nurse will come by and, and some scrub nurses are strict and yes. Oh my gosh. there was
1: one in my medical school, also an OBGYN who was like very strict.
0: Yes. They, and if you and,
1: broke sterile technique, she kicked you out of the operating I
0: mean, room. She, you either got kicked out or there was anyone, I was one time I like, uh, so it, it, it's everything from how you wash your hands, the order that you do everything in and like how you put gloves on and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so if she saw that you like touched even like a millimeter of your skin in the wrong spot to mm-hmm. make you start over. And yeah. so
1: So let's let's actually like talk through really quick just for people like what if you're scrubbing into a surgery, yeah. like what that looks like. What well, you're thinking first, about in the sequence. Even of events.
0: before you scrub in, there's a person that arranges the table. Yeah. Right. Who's already sterile. Yeah. So that person is is scrubbed in. And the idea is that like Your instruments, the towels, all that stuff have been like medically sterilized Mm -hmm. and you're gone and you want to put them on a table that has also been medically sterilized. Um, And so you arrange all of your tools and then everybody that walks into that operating room needs to remember that you do not get to touch that table or anything on it unless you Mm -hmm. are also (laughs) sterile.
1: Yeah. And usually the way that they they'll indicate that is with like specific drapes. Oftentimes yeah. they're blue. Yeah. And and anything that is blue, you do not touch.
0: Yeah. Unless you are clean. Unless you are. And yeah. if you're
1: like a trainee, you probably don't touch. Just anyway. don't touch it at all.
0: Yeah. Um, so when you so. um All right. So let's start with uh, how to get sterile. So the first thing is you have to put on everything that you need to put on um, that is not sterile first. Yeah. And that that requires
1: your hands
0: (laughs) and that requires your hands. So that will be so usually in the operating room, obviously you're in scrubs and you have your shoes on. Usually you put covers on your shoes Mm -hmm. um, as much to protect your shoes as it is to like have some cleanliness. So you have these covers on your shoes. You have your um, your cap, which is either a scrub cap or a bouffant cap that looks like a shower cap. Um, And then you have your mask. Masks always have to go on before you start washing your hands.
1: Your mask is secured before you do any of the other subsequent hand washing OR stuff.
0: Yeah. And that's probably the the part in TV shows and movies that bothers me the most. The frequency with which people are either just not wearing a mask or their mask is not secured um, is insane because it has to be on. Because once you have washed your hands, you cannot touch anything. Right. Including if you touch something, you're not sterile anymore. And then you have to start over. So you have the mask on and then you have to scrub when you scrub, you wash your hands in a very specific way in a very specific, specific order soap. with specific yeah. soap and like this uh, sponge thing that has like a thing on the other side to like actually scrub. Yeah. Um, it has like
1: kind of bristles on yeah. one side bristles. so that That's you can scrub your fingernails and under your finger stuff. Yeah.
0: And there's a specific way to do that. And then you kind of have to rinse everything off in a certain way. And then yeah. once your hands are clean in that way, they cannot. Yeah. Touch the rinsing anything.
1: thing I think is interesting though, because the way the, so you've probably seen this on like TV shows or movies or whatever, and you'll see like when when they rinse their hands off, they rinse their hands in their arms like up to the elbow. Yes, and the way that you have to do that when you're in real life because they'll do this weird too which I understand because it's like a very specific thing. But like the idea is that if water touches a place that is not sterile and then drips onto your hands that are clean, your hands are no longer clean and right. you have to start over. So the way that you have to rinse your hands, the way that they do, they like have their arms kind of out in front of them and they elevate their hand above their elbow when they're rinsing is because water will then run down your arm towards your elbow instead of from your elbow to your Fingers. hand. Yeah. Yeah. Like so that's why they do that weird rinsing procedure that's why it looks because so it's all awkward. part of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah.
0: When you're doing it, when they show it and and that's how you know they're doing it right is if yeah. they're, you know, rinsing off in that way. So and then, then you, once they
1: do that, you have to hold your hands up because again, if water drips yes. down to your hands, they're dirty now.
0: Right, cuz you're sending exactly. So then you walk into the operating room with um, your arms up. With your arms up, and then there's a couple of uh, things where somebody has to help you. Um, so if it's a nice operating room, then somebody will, sometimes a scrub tech will there's help. There's a
1: way to do it by yourself, but like still somebody will have had to set something up for you. Yeah.
0: Somebody has to set it like, so, I mean, in the cath lab, we used to put our gowns and gloves on ourselves and there's a way to right. do it and so that right. you don't touch other things. But generally in operating rooms, somebody will have like a gown held up so that you can just like enter the cabin.
1: Yeah. well first they give you like a towel so you oh yeah. can dry so you can dry your, dry your hands <laughs>
0: and and even holding how you hold the towel and pass it from yep. one hand to the other is something specific and yep. something you have to learn because it's like one side of the towel is clean until you have applied it to your hand so then when you yes. apply it to the other hand you have to use the other side of the towel yeah it's, and if
1: you flip it you're dirty you yeah and then over. you have
0: to start over um so. so you dry your hands and then you like put the towel in a somewhere um away from everything else
1: you put it in like the dirty bin
0: yeah yeah and then you have to go into the gown um and then somebody has to uh like tie the gown for you in the back so that it's secure Mm -hmm. then you have to put the gloves on and the key here is that if you're in a nice um or where somebody's helping you then they'll hold the glove out open for you so that you can just like shove your hand in there yeah and
1: hopefully you dried your hands really well (laughs) yeah so that your glove your hand will (laughs) just go in the glove (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, it's so embarrassing when it just gets stuck. So you have to stick your hand in a certain way. Um, and then if they're nice, they'll do it for the other glove, other hand also. This is right. the part where things can get a little bit dicey because some scrub nurses will be very particular about not having any of your fingers sticking out of the end of the glove when you're putting the right. glove on. Right. And that that is what got me in trouble a couple of times. Um, and so, I, you know, you just have to learn. So then you put the gloves on. And then once you have the gloves on, there's like one last step where you secure your gown again. Right. Um, and then you, basically now you're clean.
1: Yeah. But now you have to think about how you stand. Yeah. Because now that you're clean, the you part that anything. is considered clean is basically waist up. Yeah. And, and the so front, like and the front are, of your body and the front yeah. specifically. And so like you cannot clasp your hands behind your back. You cannot drop your hands to your side. You have no. to keep your hands like. In front of you, if you're going to, like, if you're not touching anything, like, if you're observing, like, a medical student or a resident or whatever, you're not doing the surgery and you're just kind of, like, watching, then you basically stand there and, like, one of the surgeons said the easiest thing to do is just, like, grab the front of your gown. Because you know that that's clean and your hands are clean. And that way your hands are, like, up near your chest. Yeah. And you just, like, hold on to your gown and you just stand there and you don't touch anything. Yeah, I
0: always just, yeah, you you just kind of stand there and I, with your, like, uh, fingers kind of intertwined is what I normally do. Yep. And, you, yeah, and like this yeah so everybody <laughs> that's just sterile and standing in an operating room tends to look the same cuz they're all standing yep. there like that
1: and then if they let if you're up near the table you could put your hands like on the sterile
0: yeah you like, can field rest your hands on the, the field although yeah. i i don't love i never loved
1: i don't like doing that, doing that. Yep. um
0: yep. so anyways and
1: some scrub nurses don't like you doing that either exactly it just
0: the scrub nurse is really But the technically
1: boss. you can cuz technically your hands are clean the field's clean you're not dropping them yeah. but
0: so the hardest things for me uh, to remember when I, whenever I'm sterile is, uh, I wear glasses. And so, uh, mm. resisting cause you once you can't touch anything that's not clean. Um, right. and so resisting the urge to adjust my glasses, which oftentimes you have to ask other people, you, you can ask other people to do it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, a circulating nurse who's not sterile and say, Hey, my glasses are like slipping down, adjust that. Um, also adjusting your mask if things are happening with the mask. Right. Um, I feel like we live in a world now where lots of people have experience with masks and now you know that they fog up your glasses. Everybody's
1: adjusting their mask all the time. Yeah. That's what I see when I'm going grocery shopping.
0: So imagine like that you can't touch your mask because touching your... The outside of your mask is not sterile. Uh, Yeah.
1: And like technically... This is relevant, too, to everybody who's wearing masks in our time of COVID, like when you're grocery shopping and stuff. When you touch the front of your mask, your hand is now dirty. Like that's what you're supposed to assume is yeah. that like the outside of your mask is supposed to be protecting you from the world. So if you touch it with your hands, you should wash your hands before you touch anything else. Like yeah. wash your hands or use hand sanitizer.
0: Right. And so you can't touch your mask. Um. So you sometimes you have to have people help you with that. Um. Yep. And then sometimes you just accidentally touch things. And the scrub nurse will watch that. Um, And like, for example, one of the things that I feel like happens frequently is if the person next to you is like kind of hunched over and like leaning into the field a bit, your Mm -hmm. elbow might accidentally touch like the side of their head or like touch their mask or something like that. At which point you sometimes have to freeze and somebody might come and put like a sleeve on top of your whole arm. (laughs) (laughs) That's clean. (laughs) So that it is yep. covering the part of you that like touched.
1: Yeah. And if that happens, the other thing you have to resist because like, because again, this is like learning a whole new procedure of how to behave, yes. which is counterintuitive to how we normally behave socially. So like when that happens, if you touch something like that, like if you accidentally bump someone and your elbow is now dirty, right? Your your immediate response as a human person is going to be to like jerk your elbow away and apologize. But instead of doing that, you have to like. Freeze in place and say my elbow touched them. Like you have to like flag you have to someone exactly if they didn't happened. see it. Yeah, yeah, and then they have to like come and help you. And it's just like the opposite of what you would normally do as a human person. And so like because if you jerk away like. And move and like do whatever you might touch other so stuff. So many things. And then you just gotta you gotta leave. And, and then start. everything
0: is a mess. So yep. the point of all of this is that like it it's it is actually quite complicated and it's quite critical to things like surgeries going and and even simple procedures like um like changing the dressing of a central line. Like nurses get yeah. into do it do that with like sterile technique. And all of this is just to prevent the patient from um getting an infection. Um right. and so. When we talk, when we're talking about this, I mean, it takes it takes a you know repetition to, for it to start to become natural. Um, mm-hmm. And so, in movies and stuff, obviously, like the actors that are in it have not had this repetition, and right. so it's although so, their
1: characters will have the characters theoretically
0: have, and so it's I feel like it's one of those things that just stands out to me so much because when I was learning mm-hmm. it, you had to be so aware of what yeah. is going on around you, and yeah, so it's when you're easy learning to it, spot,
1: it, it's not like When you're learning it, it's just not casual. Like, it takes a long time before it feels like... I mean, I don't think it ever really feels natural, but it takes a long time before you get in a rhythm of things where you know that you've done everything.
0: Yeah. And And at the beginning, you're very
1: much like counting like going through the list in your head like did i do this and in the beginning you're worried
0: about yourself and then later on as you get like more used to it you're able to like spot it in other people so that like if Mm -hmm. somebody doesn't notice that they did something then like you have to notice it um so in this particular scene so let's talk about the alien dissection scene because it is very funny okay Okay, so so
1: first first before before we even get to the scene
0: here's my question for you did they need to be sterile so i think that they should I think that they should have been sterile, but I actually think that they should have been protecting themselves more. Like what you right. talked about I think earlier. they needed a
1: hazmat situation, yeah. air
0: circulation,
1: because of the alien.
0: Yeah. It should have been hazmat yeah. and sterile for exactly what we talked about before, which was protecting themselves and protecting um, the alien.
1: Right. But if it were like a dissection or an autopsy, it's, like let's, it's say, an let's autopsy, say hypothetically let's okay let's hand wave past the fact that they need suits in this situation yeah
0: if it's an autopsy you don't have to be sterile right yeah so like already we're kind of like
1: if you assume if you're assuming that this alien is dead and right. you're already not taking biological precautions due to the fact that it's an alien
0: then why then do you like, have all this other stuff why are
1: we being sterile
0: yeah in that case you yeah. just want to be like clean so that you don't get like alien juice on you you know which they will yeah so um so what they what we see in this scene is that They're in some kind of like vaguely operating room looking thing. Yeah. There's like stuff that's hanging from the ceiling. There's all kinds of like monitors and stuff all around. There's like unclear what they're monitoring. IV poles. like Yeah. There's like IV poles with like fluids hanging. And I'm like, did they put an IV in this alien? How do they even know where this IV goes? Um, Well, because then they would have put the IV in the suit. Right. (laughs) What does that do? Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> so they have no idea so there's and there's lots of like screens and computers that are like keeping track of some kind of vital signs um which but so they're in like, the they're in it's the suit. it's yeah they're taking the vital signs of the suit which are theoretically nothing um so they're all there's Maybe like uh, dead. how many of them are there there's like four of them uh there's yeah. like
1: four or five of them
0: and they're all around the table with various states of uh like a protective gear on so like one guy has a scrub cap on they all have masks on and they all have gloves and gowns right right yeah so they all have that but then the main scientist guy does not have a like a hat on and no and his hair is down it's not even tied back right it's not even which at least (laughs) at the very least tie your hair back if you're doing something um yeah Um, and so this is like this is the scene that Me and my friends would rewind and watch over and over because he asks for this spreader, which like if you're a real surgeon, you call things what they are. You don't just say, like, give me the spreader. You ask for, like, (laughs) the specific name of the spreader and the size that you want, because generally there is more than one. He Um, even
1: says something like non-specific, too. Cause he asks for like things generically, but I think at one point he's always like he's he also says something like something about like a weird blade, but then he's like something or other or whatever. Or he says something like offhand, very dismissively, and I'm like, you no, have no idea,
0: you don't <laughs> know what you're saying. So then he takes this like hilariously large scalpel um and they like he kind of like
1: curved on the end it's
0: curved on the end it looks like like a like a sickle or something like that yeah like it's very strange um and so then he like brings it down the middle of the suit and you're like oh my gosh what's going on which also
1: like how did how would you know i mean i guess there's a scene there's like a scene so like if you were gonna be like i don't know gotta start somewhere sure (laughs)
0: that's where you would start so he takes it down slowly and then jump to the whole thing just opens up and it's very gooey on the inside um Yes, and so he does. He does this, um, and then the rest of the scene is that it, it jumps open, and then there's this like thick, uh, like membrane um, that he right. seems very confident in knowing where to cut as well, um, and yeah. he just kind of like cuts it open and then like uses his hands to peel it away, and it has the consistency of like a cooked egg white. Um, I guess
1: I do believe that he might know how to get to this part because they did remove the tiny alien from the suit before. I guess so. Yeah. Because they have the three in the jar.
0: Yeah. And then he he opens it up, uh, and then basically you see the hand start to move, or I guess the hand mm. on the suit start to move. Um, <laughs> the suit starts to move. And then that is what tells the audience that this alien is in fact not dead, even though he thinks yeah. it's dead. And then the eye, which is also covered by a membrane, opens the membrane, and then you see like the reflecty metal thing. Right. And then you hear a high-pitched sound, and then you know that like these people are toast.
1: And the high-pitched sound like... So this is, we can come back to this, but the high pitch, just real quick, like the high pitch sound (laughs) frequency or whatever the alien is emitting seemed to affect like everybody in that room. Oh yeah. But like, but, but then like later when they do the high pitch sound again, it's just the president, like in the room outside. So then I was like, was it just Dr. Oaken, but it was just like startling because the alien's alive. Like I think, I think that's probably what it is. It seemed like he can
0: concentrate the high pitch sound. So I'm going to go with it It was actually just aimed at him. Um, so there's a number of things uh, and then like the alien comes to life and whatever, he like destroys the whole room. Um, so there's a number of <laughs> things know, that, w- that we noticed that was, uh, wrong with this scene. All right. So number one, they're, they look like they're trying to be sterile and they all put their masks on last, which is and a they're big 100% notice.
1: not sterile. They are all touching like, with their the,
0: the white gloves that you see, um, are, are what sterile gloves usually look like. Um, right. unlike the purple gloves or the blue gloves that come out of the box. Mm. Um, and so they're all touching their masks with the white gloves. Um, so that's one thing. Uh, also, their
1: gloves are usually not a lot. Some of them, I feel like, were not pulled up past their cuffs on their gown. Oh, so yeah. So just kind of like at the wrist, which, which is, is also not so. Uh, no,
0: no. <laughs> um, then, uh, only like one guy is wearing a hat. And it's like the guy with the least hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so... Obviously, we talked about this earlier that if they're trying to protect themselves from alien germs, they're doing a very poor job because they're just like breathing all the same air um, and they're using sharp instruments and all that kind of stuff. And their gloves are not sterile. They're like they're when they all get startled uh, by the alien opening. They each of them proceed to do a very a, a different thing that makes them unsterile even though they weren't sterile before but if they if but they were before extra not sterile. they definitely are now so the guy holding the clamp grabs the overhead light which yep. is not sterile the guy who has the glasses on and has the hat on manages to not touch his hat but he does adjust his glasses <laughs> so he touches that um the there's a woman in there who um touches her mask because apparently the aliens smell bad which is like a thing that they keep mentioning um, and then the the scientist guy, like he touches, Dr. Oaken touches his voluminous hair. Yeah, that's just all out there because yeah. he did not tie it back. So all of them do that and then they just go back to dissecting <laughs> the alien, <laughs> which is just like Gosh. infuriating. Um,
1: but their cleaning crew really just...
0: I mean, yeah, but the cleaning crew, like they have to clean so many things. There's so much equipment in that room for no reason. There's like ivy poles and monitors yep. and drips and like the alien removes like a a tube from something that makes the room like fill up with like smoke or yeah. vapor
1: what is that mist like, There's just
0: like a mist i was like "Is that's what oxygen, we were trying to figure out at one
1: point and we were like i mean there is like gas hookups and stuff in the surgical suite like there's oxygen there's air and then yeah. there's like maybe it's just oxygen and air i'm sure there's like a water thing on the wall anyway yeah. there's like these little little like hookups that you can just hook tubes to so that if you need oxygen and air and you just right, move you around have the room, then you can do that. But like none of those things make mist <laughs> like when you when you turn them on. Yeah. So and the
0: room like fills up with mist. I mean I get it for the Very effect quickly. and everything. But uh but yeah, there's that. So anyway, um that is that scene. So basically they didn't really follow sterile technique in any way. They went through mm-hmm. they fell through in a number of ways. The mm-hmm. alien suit is on a bunch of monitors that are monitoring who knows nothing. what. And like, there's a bunch knows? of computers doing nothing. The room is just too cluttered.
1: <laughs> yeah. Move the stuff you don't need out of out this of room. This what room. are you doing? Yeah.
0: Like you, they created a million things for them to fall on when the alien comes back to life.
1: <laughs> and, and a lot of equipment for them to destroy. Yeah. Like now they have to replace all that equipment for I whatever mean, other rooms they have.
0: <laughs> they'll deal with that after the aliens happen.
1: It's just a lot.
0: <laughs> all right. Uh, I don't have anything else much more to say about that scene.
1: Yeah, I think I'm trying to. I feel like there was something else that I was going to mention, but I don't remember off the top of my head anymore.
0: There were so, so, there were so many things. There's just a lot of things. Yeah. I feel like this is why about, we don't. This is why we why we don't talk about these scenes that much. Yeah. Because we we can just get stuck <laughs> yeah. in the things well, this is that why like, we
1: talk to each other about these scenes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> there's like the voice of like you know I've I can like see the scrub nurse in my mind that like taught. No. Oh, my gosh. That like taught if, us this.
1: If the scrub nurse that taught me sterile technique for the first time was in this situation, none oh, of these people would, would be, be even at the table. They no. would still be outside the room. Yeah. She'd be like, nope. Do it you're, again. You're dirty now. Do it again. <laughs> Do it again.
0: Oh, gosh. Oh All right. So scrub nurses are great.
1: They Everyone are great. think a scrub nurse.
0: They like, are great. I mean, they, they keep yeah. everything in They're line. They're looking out for everybody. Yeah. They're looking out for the surgeons. They're looking out for the patient. They're just looking out for, you know.
1: Yeah, they make everything run really smoothly. Yeah, all right. Okay, anyway, so let's go to the Resident Lounge, which is basically where we talk about other interesting or weird things that we came across when we were um, researching or watching the show or movie that we're talking about. Um, And Deepa has something she feels very strongly about but she wants to go first on.
0: Okay, all right. In this movie, Independence Day, made in 1996, Uh the First Lady, okay... The president's later
1: president, Laura Roslin in Battlestar
0: Galactica, but- <laughs> the president's wife, the first lady dies. Now, they just like let her die. <laughs> her death is insane. First of all. So they established early on in the movie that she's like somewhere else. She's in L.A. She's like doing some first lady things. Yeah. In L.A. Great. Fine. Good for her. Um, She tries to make it back, uh, tries to meet the president wherever and then ends up in is not able to do that, gets injured in some way. Eventually, Vivica A. Fox finds her amongst the rubble near Los Angeles. They all get on this truck. She kind of saves her, takes her to the base and we lose track of her for a little bit. But then the president, like, is told, oh, she's here and he goes to the hospital that is on the base And the doctor, who's not wearing his mask correctly, um, (laughs) the doctor tells her she's internally bleeding. There's nothing we can do to stop the bleeding. And that's it. Okay. When somebody tells you something like that, you expect then to see a very sick looking person.
1: Yes. Right? Yeah, because if you say, like, there's nothing we can do... One, we don't say that because it's terrible. Yeah. But two, like that means that you have tried. But you have of things done all already. the other things <laughs> like, first. You've already tried <laughs> so many things. So you're kind of like when you get to that stage, you're like, okay, this person's going to have like be on a breathing tube. They're going to have a bunch of IVs. They're going to have a lot of medication going. Like a lot of stuff is going to be yeah. happening.
0: And you walk into she's the room, she's just like chilling in and bed. And she's just literally <laughs> sitting there in a bed. She has one IV in. She's not on yep. a bre- She's not on a ventilator. She's not. She, she does
1: have multiple
0: monitors, but we don't know what they're doing. For somebody who is quote unquote bleeding so much, she doesn't even have blood going through her IV. Or fluids. Or a fluid or as anything. As far as we can tell. She is, um, seems like she's honestly totally fine. Yeah. And so the doctors there are just like, we're we're not, we can't do anything. And they just kind of leave. Yeah. And this then, is a
1: Amidala situation exactly. where they're like, she died of a broken heart.
0: And I was whatever. like, okay how is this acceptable healthcare to be delivering to the first lady of the United States to anyone? but I mean, to anyone,
1: the first lady in this situation, but like, this is a military. Queen Amidala (laughs) also had this happen.
0: That is true. Exactly. (laughs) I'm like, why does this keep happening? First of all, he doesn't really give a diagnosis. He just like says this vague, like internal bleeding thing, Um, which
1: I would believe because like she was in a helicopter crash, et cetera. I believe that she has internal trauma. Sure.
0: They didn't even say part, we took her uh, to the operating room and the ex- damage was too much. <laughs> Nothing. They just like looked at her no. and they were like, ah, too much. Yeah, Can't do like, it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't even know that they did scans. For all I know, like they just looked at her and she, they were like, oh, she's really sick. Because they set this up <laughs> earlier too. Because when they first, when Vivica A. Fox and then like the randos that she's traveling with first find the first lady, she like finds the first lady and then like the dude who's with her looks at the first lady and is like oh she's really injured or says something like she's hurt really badly like he says something like that and i'm like yeah she looks hurt because everyone is hurt like (laughs) the city
0: exploded like
1: (laughs) Like, literally just exploded because of the aliens but just looking at her like she is talking to vivike fox she knows where she is and stuff yeah she can move i'm like she seems stable like i believe that she's hurt but in terms of she like actually immediate triage situation, hurt. she's yeah, not she looks, like
0: crashing. She looks more hurt when Vivica A. Fox first encounters her than she does when they're telling her <laughs> yeah. than she does when they're telling the president that she's bleeding internally yeah. and that she's going to yeah. die.
1: When Vivica A. Fox first encounters her, she she's like she is kind of coming around from being passed out, presumably in this right. explosion situation. So, yeah, she looks more sick in that situation than she does in the hospital bed. And then we when just when the like, doctors just let her die.
0: And then and then the president walks out, and we follow him because he is like one of our protagonists in the story. Well,
1: he walks out after a while of being in there, and the implication is just that, like that she's, she's dead, died. Now.
0: Yeah, which is insane. Anyway, I can't like yeah. like can't <laughs> let it go. They did not do enough intervention on the first lady. They did nothing during this alien crisis situation. I was like, listen, I get it. Like, there's <laughs> a lot going on, but he also had like two other doctors with him. There were three of them, yeah. and the main doctor was wearing scrubs, yeah. and the other two were wearing their white coats, and I was like, one of you could have been doing something. Yeah, someone could be doing something. During like, this time.
1: But it's also it's also one of those things where, like, he, the president goes in, he's chatting with his wife, they're laughing, right? and then, like, he walks out and she's dead now. And I'm just <laughs> like, there's, if that were to, ha- like, if she was so sick that she was just going to die at any moment, like, in this situation, and she also has, like, three monitors hooked up. Alarm should have gone off. Yeah. Like, people should have rushed in there. Someone things, should have called a code. Things should Like, there should be a crash happened. cart. Like, something should have happened. But, like, nobody called a trauma surgeon. She's not on pressers. She's not getting blood. She's not getting It is fluenced. one of the like, worst
0: I've ever seen of just, like, pure <laughs> incompetence. And there's
1: also, honestly, like, even story-wise, no reason for the First Lady <laughs> to die. Like, it literally just never comes up again. Like, it's not like... Because, okay, so, like, we all know there is a tendency in movies and TV shows, particularly sci-fi and fantasy, but really all movies and TV shows, to, quote-unquote, fridge various family members as motivation for the protagonist to do something. Right? So, like, that's where you just kill someone off for, like, no other reason than to drive the plot forward and make the main character do something. That was not even what happened here. Because, like...
0: Because
1: he has to fight the aliens no matter what. nothing. (laughs) Like all all her dying did was just like give the president one sad moment with his daughter in the hallway and that's literally it like that's it they could have just as well had her be like oh she's internally bleeding she's intubated now we did everything we could we don't know if she's going to come out of this coma or like whatever like you could do that and then she'd still be out of commission for the rest of the movie like i don't understand what we're doing here
0: yeah it was it's insane uh let's see what else do we have about independence day i mean so i hadn't watched this movie for at least 15 years if not more sure um and watching it again uh i mean i i made a very very long list of thoughts <laughs> that i, I feel had like you basically live
1: tweeted it but you did it in our notion instead of i did Twitter. it in our notes
0: just for just for you to have um <laughs> but there were a couple of things that stood out one was a couple like tropes that were in a lot of movies around this time like uh independence day was one of them uh i feel like in contact there's like a similar sort of Mm. like what do what do scientists that study aliens and are just like waiting for signals or just like
1: weird scientists because even jurassic park like the bad guy scientist dude whose name i'm forgetting right now hawaiian shirts oh yeah yeah. Yeah. newman
0: from seinfeld like
1: not kind of unkempt generally glasses (laughs) yeah also has a golf thing right exactly so
0: this they're like playing putt-putt he's got glasses he has like a hawaiian shirt that's like too big for him uh Mm -hmm. there's like just lots of machines in a room and they're just hearing like vague little like uh staticky noises and they're like oh my gosh it's aliens yep um and they're like, oh, it's coming from the moon. The other thing was, uh we never, we were just talking about this, how we didn't actually figure out what Jeff Goldblum's job was. Yeah, what does he do? Like, we did what not know? entire office do? It looks like a news. <laughs> it looks like a news office, but he's like an MIT scientist of some variety that studies like satellites. He keeps being accused of being like a cable technician by his right. Father. Like his
1: dad's dad makes fun of him. Like when they or they're going to the White House, his dad is like. Or oh, I'm sure they can, like, ask someone else to install the cable or something like that. And yeah. I was like,
0: I was like, wait a second.
1: What, what does is your job? job?
0: <laughs> and it's funny because, like, the one of the things in the movie is that the alien spaceships, because they are using, um, like, pre-existing satellite networks on Earth in order to be able to, like, coordinate their attacks and send messages to each other. So, like, all right. the TV and radio signals keep getting disrupted. And so, like, the computers are, like, down wherever he is and somehow that causes everybody in his workplace to just like to <laughs> freak frantically out run around there's like yep. papers going everywhere and i was like i don't know if you have ever experienced technology being down <laughs> in your workplace but typically it just means that people are just kind of sitting around because yep. they can't do anything
1: like, turn the computer on again turn off wi-fi turn on wi-fi turn it back <laughs> on. <laughs> ask your neighbor like lean over and be like uh is the this only time that you? i've seen like the running around thing when technology has gone down was when we were in residency and we lost like Epic. Oh yeah. And the phone systems this At one same night time. when I was working working yep. in the oh, emergency I was, room. I was working that night that too on the floor. Was frantic. That was a And that frantic. was like the only time that I was like, This is accurate. if technology this is accurate to what would happen but it was mostly
0: just us running around giving our cell phone numbers to each other because we couldn't and finding everyone else's
1: cell phone numbers yeah like of all the fellows who were on call and like all that stuff
0: oh yeah because we couldn't talk to each we couldn't communicate with each other but this was like everybody is sitting in the office together and somehow running around um i don't know what they're doing
1: when i I don't know why there's so many people at this satellite whatever company i guess
0: there's there seems like a lot of people there um The other thing was when I was watching it, it occurred, it dawned on me, I was like, it, I feel like they're acting very casually towards these aliens for like a long mm-hmm. period of time. Mm-hmm. Like the ships get very close to Earth before they're like, maybe we should like send something yeah. out to go look, like to go investigate <laughs> what this thing is. And yeah, then I, I realized don't... that like how to deal with an alien is not something a president necessarily has a playbook for. I mean, that's fair. Um, and also fair. maybe... It, it is a time where having a little bit of uh, like an even keeled approach would be better.
1: I don't know. Yeah. As evidenced by the second movie where they do not have an even keeled approach.
0: Yeah. So a lot of the things they do, it sounds like it's just like Bill Pullman very confidently having certain ideas that are actually like kind of not great ideas. Like when they just Everybody's like send just two, very confident, like when they just send two guys to go like investigate visually what's going on and those yeah, two guys trying, just like they explode. have like the light
1: panels on the helicopter and they're basically trying to communicate with the alien and i'm like communicate what what
0: like <laughs> in like, what language what, are,
1: what pattern of lights are you flashing such that aliens might understand what you're saying oh that's what i was thinking about was the communication thing was because in that scene that we talked about earlier with the at the end of like the dissection stuff um is the like classic scene where the alien has now like wrapped his tent oh, yeah. one of the tentacles around the scientist's neck, neck. and it's yep. like pushed him up against the glass and is using him as a speaker essentially yes and i'm kind of like how would you know what english words to say to people yeah like how would you Unless know how there's to communicate? some kind of weird telepathic like interpreter situation in the esp like how would not just like alien sounds or language come out like why right. would you know english like think about how long side.
0: it took amy adams in arrival to like figure out what the aliens were trying to say yeah well
1: that's accurate because it was written by a linguist so they were like yeah you take a long time to exactly figure out how to communicate so to i mean aliens. like these
0: aliens are just like speaking english through this guy exactly yeah. it doesn't make any sense yeah well sense.
1: that's like that that's that like that classic trope that we have in all these movies it's like in pocahontas like the disney movie oh yeah they just have that one song by the tree and all of a sudden everyone speaks english
0: <laughs> <laughs> and now everyone speaks english yeah, yeah. Exactly. So yeah. So yeah. Why
1: why would they understand light panels? Where how do you know where to flash this light at?
0: And everybody has to make like really quick decisions. I understand that this movie actually only takes place over the course of two days. The first day of this movie is July second. Thirty
1: six hours before the world is destroyed.
0: Yes. The first day of the movie is July second, and the last day of the movie is July fourth. Yep. Um. Let's see. What else do we have here? There's lots of sort of military propaganda. Um, it's definitely a
1: military propaganda
0: movie. <laughs> also, the number of things that the president discovers that are true yeah. is a lot of things. Um, and that they didn't tell him about the aliens. We kind of referred to that earlier. I that like the was point that crazy. you made
1: about, like, why the aliens would go after the White House. Because, like... Oh yeah, because the other cities that they go after are New York and L. A. in the U. S. And it, that would initially. make sense. Like the first three cities are it's Washington like, okay, D. C., New York, and L. A. Heavily
0: populated places yeah. make sense. Yeah, to you go look after. for density.
1: If you were if you were aliens and you were like, oh, I'm gonna like destroy this civilization or whatever. Yes. You just look for density and then like attack those places. So why Washington, DC? And, and like why the White, the White House, House specifically?
0: Because that area that's around the White House, like is uh the National Mall and it's not a yeah. it's not a populated place. So yeah. it, it wouldn't like show up as like, oh, like there's a lot of people here.
1: Yeah. So the, the implication is that the aliens understand our pol- political system, <laughs> which is hilarious.
0: <laughs> um let's see what else. Da, 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 da. Oh, yeah, we got we went over how the president should have known about the aliens, how more people should have known that the aliens showed up 50 years ago. Um Yeah, but also like
1: and then as soon as they arrived, the defense secretary that they kind of try to make a bad guy a little bit somehow. Like should have told everybody. Yeah.
0: <laughs> aliens. Like, he was like, Oh, aliens. Oh, by the way, we have some aliens. I'm sorry I haven't told you about it before, but like they're already here. He waits yeah. for like many yeah. hours to go by before. Because if it's he's like, like a like... need to
1: know thing, aliens are here now. Everyone needs to know. Like, <laughs> Everyone just does know <laughs> what are we do now. Yeah, the general even calls this out later because the general is like, Why didn't you tell us when the aliens showed up? And he was like,
0: Oh. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And they try to like make him into and then later on, they they make him into like kind of a bad guy when he's like, I don't know if we should just be like sending our entire military out to do a thing that we don't know is going to be successful, because Mm -hmm. maybe we have to do that thing again. And we should save some of our military. And then they're like, you don't believe enough.
1: And Bill Pullman's like, you're fired.
0: Yeah, he like literally gets fired. And I was like, I think you're technically supposed to ask for his resignation. But whatever, that's fine.
1: Well, he does say like, can he even do that? And then Connie, who is Jeff Goldblum's Ex-wife, ex-wife slash also the press secretary is like, I think he just did, and the walk-off.
0: And I'm like, is that enough? Don't I'm sure that there's like a form that somebody has to fill out. Yeah, someone needs to call HR. <laughs> um, and then later on, it's funny because I didn't realize this, but they like they do the thing where they give the virus, and the plan works. But like mm-hmm. Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum are stuck there. Yeah. Everybody is like celebrating on Earth, and I was like, you're two guys that did this are still mm-hmm. not
1: back. It's like a little after, because they celebrate, and then, like, it's only after a little while that they're like, oh, they're not back yet, or something like that. Yeah, I don't and they're exactly like, what or even the
0: two guys are like, uh, how do we get back?
1: Right. Oh, yeah, that's right, because they're celebrating, and then Vivek Fox and Jeff Goldblum's ex-wife, who's I don't remember who sh- who plays her, they
0: remember. walk
1: into the room where everybody's celebrating, and they're like, oh, have we heard from whoever? And they're like, oh, no, we lost the signal, or something like that.
0: And you're like, oh, they're, so they're we're like, just, oh, okay. just going to leave them out there in space? And Doing then, of course, they all do. of a sudden,
1: they're like, oh, wait, I'm picking something up. And you're
0: like, OK. OK. But eventually they do come back and they look really cool when they come back. Because Jeff Goldblum is, cool. is like a handsome nerd in like military fatigues. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everybody's in like the BDUs or whatever. Yeah. That's how you know it gets serious because the general changes out of his like military dress uniform into beast. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, and man, you're like, oh, okay. we're, about to, time. we're about to like, we're about to fight the aliens. aliens.
0: <laughs> Spoiler alert: we win the war against the aliens, but apparently there's enough material for a second movie, which I won't make you actually oh go through. Oh my god, it's because I think we're going a little bit long, so I'm not going to make you live I've, through this. I
1: haven't seen the whole thing. I've only I watched an hour before we started those recordings, so I'm only halfway through. But I will just say that it is visually much better. Story-wise, like a billion times worse, just right <laughs> off the bat. So, which is not the differential that you want. Yeah, ever. I'm just like, what is happening? Who are all these people? Like, there's a lot of just like tropey, terrible things that are kind of racist and sexist constantly. And by kind of, I mean like explicitly racist <laughs> and sexist constantly. And it's just like, why? We don't need to. We, like we don't.
0: We don't need to acknowledge its existence.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I'll probably finish the movie because now I'm halfway through and i need to like see it through yeah that's fine but it is really dumb already and i will say that like there we read like the synopsis for the second movie because we originally were going to watch both and then kind of talk about it and the synopsis mentioned something about some kind of like floating ai cloud and already i was and like that's this when is i was like nonsense. i'm out <laughs> yeah like this is nonsense it's, and, and it's i'm halfway not... through the movie and it hasn't shown up yet so i'm like when does this ai <laughs> is this a deus ex machina ai cloud that saves everyone <laughs> like what's happening right now
0: yeah yeah we're gonna pretend it didn't exist because the original one was so good so with that let's go to our discharge summary and what is your actual review of the 1996 classic film independence day
1: Hmm. i mean honestly like i don't love that it's military propaganda but then a lot of hollywood films are so there's that but in terms of like the story and how much i enjoyed the movie i would actually give it I'll give it like a 4.5 out of 5 Oh, <laughs> tiny aliens. Tiny aliens? And inside figure aliens.
0: 4.5? That's high. That is really
1: high because I actually think like as a movie, it has excellent pacing. It has like yes. really good character arcs. And it just feels like very satisfying like to watch from beginning to end. There's no like, there are no moments that I'm kind of like, you could just cut this whole thing. And like, I wouldn't care. Yes. And like, there's nothing, they don't set anything up that they don't pay off later, which I think is really, really important. And so I think like, just from the perspective of like an enjoyable movie, I think it's up there. Yeah.
0: I was going to give it, you
1: know, I,
0: I, I, I was surprised that you said 4.5 out of five, because I was going to give it seven out of 10, um, aliens and parachutes. Um mm. dragged by Will Smith. Yeah. Uh, because I, I agree. The thing that I one of the the main thing I noticed when I watched it uh yesterday was the pacing because I was like, this is a long movie, but it just it goes it's like it's very yeah. well paced. You it can like it feels
1: like it doesn't feel like two hours. No, it's I was does actually not surprised because feel... in my head I was like, oh, it's news, it's probably like an hour and a half or whatever.
0: Yeah. Because everything was like, like no, no, 90 like,
1: minutes back then. It's more than two <laughs> hours long.
0: It's paced really well. Um and I mean you just can't deny. Will Smith's charisma, Jeff Goldblum's charisma. They're all great. Yeah.
1: Everyone is very charismatic.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's definitely some
1: problems with it in terms of like, it's a nineties movie. So there's yeah. like, there's some, some story things, things that
0: are a little rough, uh, when great. you watch it later, specifically a whole yeah. subplot, um, with the character Russell. Um, yeah. Oh my God. And we won't also get like into a lot it too
1: much. Casual racism, sexism, yeah. homophobia.
0: That is very much evident in a lot of movies of the time. Um, but uh, but like, yeah, I agree. It's kind of like when we talked about Jurassic Park, like it feels like a full movie, like yeah. from beginning to end, like everything happens. Um, and it's not like a lot of movies where you're like, oh, this is why this is for the sequel. Like mm-hmm. this movie was made to be one movie and right. probably should have stayed that way. And apparently. I do think that
1: like I, I think it's fine if you want to because the thing is, is like Independence Day is a movie. It doesn't have, like, that thing, like you said, where it's clearly angling for a sequel, but there's so much that's set up that you could easily make
0: sequels. Yeah, like, somehow and I think they do enough world building. Better. Yeah, yeah.
1: like, I think that's way better than when you're, like, watching a movie and you're like, oh, clearly... Like, when with Aquaman and the whole, like, weird Black Manta situation yeah. that, like, never pays off anything, and you're like, oh, clearly, like, this is because Black Manta is going to be, like, a villain or something in, an- like, another movie, Yeah, and you're like
0: why let's not (laughs) do that like why though yeah 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 so yeah it
1: is a complete movie in of itself like if they had left it alone it would have been fine
0: it would have been fine and it has been fine for like 20 years until 2016 until 2016 and we had to do another one yeah but But anyway i loved it i love independence day it's a great movie um Mm. so yeah i think that's uh all we have to say about that okay then
1: well, thanks for listening.
0: And we'll see you next time.
1: Thanks for listening to Docs Watch. You can subscribe to our medical ramblings on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Find us on Twitter at DocsWatchPod or visit us at DocsWatchPod.com.